Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player in just 5 to 10 minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Chargian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I am Paul Charchian. This is edition number two, Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. My co-host remains Tyler Knabley. Hey, Tyler. We're back. We are back. We broke down yesterday. We broke down Kyle Pitts. We saw that one pretty differently. We're going to go to another player that's going to be pretty polarizing, Jonathan Taylor, today. And again, the focus on Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition we do a deep dive on one player lasting five to ten-ish minutes or so, although I think our last one went 11. Shh, don't tell anybody. It'll still, we need it to feel micro. Um, and the idea is we can give you one of these every day, at least every weekday. Let's talk Jonathan Taylor. Let's begin here. Everybody knows that he was the first running back taken in fantasy football drafts last year, and everybody knows he didn't live up to anywhere near that billing because he was hobbled all season with on and off ankle injuries. Yeah, I mean, right now he's going where he went RB1 last year, as you said. He's going as the RB3 right now, so mm-hmm. end of round one. And he finished like RB18 in points per game in 22, only played 11 games due to that injury. And I feel like this is definitely going to be one of those situations where the same people who weren't drafting McCaffrey and Barkley last offseason yeah. because they were injury-prone— if you had Jonathan Taylor last season, you're not going to draft, draft him again. You, you got burned. <laughs> you're, yeah, Big you're, time. So you better hope the person yes. with the 101 last year is drafting right in front of you in the first round this year because he is going to be one of those players that some people will just never draft again because he burned them so badly. He did. Um, and unfortunately, Taylor got hurt right out of the gate. Like I believe it was game one, week one, got hurt, and then he was just missed games, played hurt, clearly not himself, and the offensive line for the Colts was dreadful. Obviously, coaching change, quarterback changes, just everything went wrong. Interesting that he's that Jonathan Taylor is still RB3. Most people feel like the bounce back is still coming. So let's uh let's let's do uh let's dig into the let's dig into some of the extra stats on him. What did we learn from him last year? Yeah, from last year, well, honestly, I think we would be doing him justice if we didn't at least touch on his 2021 season where he was the RB1. He he was awesome. So according to Next Gen Stats, he led all running backs in yards over expected, Mm -hmm. 481, rushes of 20-plus miles per hour, 6, and rushing yards after contact, uh, 1,418. That was 1,418 of his 1,800 total rushing yards. That's a lot. Which is... (laughs) After contact. Yes. He had a... If you have 1,400 yards after contact... 1,400 yards leads the NFL in rushing exactly. many times, yes. So he, this is a guy who can make people miss. And if you just compared uh, kind of those similar stats to last season, mm-hmm. he was 15th in expected yards per attempt, where in the 
the year prior, who's obviously number one, but he still finished above guys like Kenneth Walker, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs, all guys who might have won you leagues last year. So yeah. it's not even to say Although that Eckler, was, oh, Eckler did it on the on, yes. through the air. Yes. So you know, he you know the running was not magical for him, but yes, I just think it's worth noting that these are guys that did win you league last year, mm-hmm. and he still played good last year. I I just yeah. I truly think I truly think if the situation was even just average, yeah, we would have gotten a better version of Jonathan Taylor if he was healthy, of course. Now we've got a change at head coach. We've got a looming change at quarterback. Let's talk about looking forward, what some of these changes might mean. I think if we just kind of, so obviously Shane Steichen's the new head coach who was a play caller, offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. And one of the things he did for sure was run the football in Philadelphia. Correct. So I know the personnels are different. We'll get into the Jalen Hurts without Jalen Hurts comparison here in a minute. Good. But the Eagles finished with the fourth most rushing yards per game last season, the most rushing touchdowns, and the most rushing attempts. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, oh, Uh, Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. How much of that was driven by Jalen Hurts alone because he's special and different. And unless the Colts go Anthony Richardson in the draft, which they might, that's not going to be there. So let's talk about this. How much of that? How much of that? Shane Steichen offense was rushing offense was driven by Jalen Hurts. So if you remove Jalen Hurts, his rushing totals, and replace it with league average stats, yes, he the Eagles would have finished tenth in rushing attempts per game, still mm-hmm. so still top ten, ninth in rushing yards, and they would have finished first in rushing touchdowns. Even if you take away half, if you take away half of Jalen Hurts rushing TDs, they still would have finished first. Okay, and but the league average was uh, three point eight for attempts per game for running backs. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying if so, it was kind of a, a thing when you're looking at the stats where Jalen Hurts he had like 13 rushing touchdowns. If you take away obviously 13 of those, like they're not going to be number one anymore, right? But but some but quarterbacks usually run in three, four, exactly. So I don't know if you can. You so take even them if it was if it, even if you take a half away, that's still I did six. Mm-hmm. They still had the most rushing touchdowns. Okay. And another thing that's really going to bode well, I think, for Jonathan Taylor is the Miles Sanders factor in this. This is a stat that surprised me. Miles Sanders finished tied third in red zone touches last season with Jalen Hurts on his team. He had forty-four yeah. red zone touches. Jalen Hurts had forty-three red zone touches. Wow. So even if you take away, because like, not, I'm I'm assuming it depends on what quarterback the Colts are going to draft. Obviously, but if they draft someone like uh, Bryce Young, Bryce Young's not going to have forty-three red <laughs> no, zone touches. No, he's not. <laughs> rushing attempts. Or, I mean, Anthony Richardson will see Gardner Minshew definitely not. No. So I mean, it's just it's just a crazy set. So even if you take away half of those. He's gonna. He would have finished as the. You take away half of J- Jalen Hurts's red zone touches and gave him to Miles Sanders, which is kind well, of. Well, then he probably would have been number one he, in he red zone number touches. One. He would have. He would have just edged out Austin Eckler. Yeah, so. that makes that makes sense. So I, I love that part. Shane Steichen, dude, never passed near the goal line. I mean, it was just all running near the goal line, and that probably doesn't change. And why should it? He just went to the Super Bowl on this methodology, and he's got Jonathan Taylor at his disposal is way better than Miles Sanders. I also think he has the personnel to do it as well. They had the 13th best run blocking O line according to PFF. That it was it was ninth in 2021. So pretty much the same kind of group. I believe Quentin Nelson was hurt a little bit last year he too. Was, yeah. So they're hopefully getting him back. And I just think uh, this is going to be a team that wants to run the football, especially when you think about the they're going to have to draft a rookie quarterback. I I mean think everyone expects them to draft they will. a rookie quarterback. Hundred percent chance. Exactly. So yes. I did a little digging, and this is a, a list of running backs. And their finishes the year their team drafts a first round rookie quarterback. The thinking behind it obviously is you're not going to want your rookie quarterback throwing 50 times a game right. and just kind of ruining his confidence. They're going to want to play kind of through somebody else like a Jonathan Taylor or someone like that to kind of 
ease him in to yeah. NFL life. So here's what I found. So in Chicago, uh, they draft Justin Fields. Dave Montgomery was RB15. Okay, that was two years ago. Two years ago, yep. Uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon was RB11. Chargers okay. drafted Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler, RB12. New York Giants draft Daniel Jones. Saquon, RB7. Mm. Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Kenyon Drake, RB14. Okay. So those were all the players. Like the- Those are first-round quarterbacks and how the rookie, or sorry, first-round rookie quarterbacks and how the running backs did in that offense. Yes. And these are good running backs. Montgomery, Mixon, Eckler, Barkley. Well, not Kenyon Drake. Uh, but those are good running backs. What stands out is RB15, RB11, RB12, RB7, RB14. Those aren't great numbers. Yeah, well, the first off, it's, it's average points per game, so it's not you're not accounting injuries into that. So I'm sure. sure some of these might be a little bit inflated, but that's the kind of thing that scares me a little bit too. Is these you're drafting at RB three right now? Yeah, and these are nobody's kinda, getting close to that. Exactly. The, I I think the the one thing we should say is that these I think Jonathan Taylor might be better than all of these running backs <laughs> in, in certain terms of actually running the football maybe Saquon you can yeah. at least have an argument but David Joe Austin Eckler Kenny Drake mm-hmm. Joe, Jonathan Taylor is better than all these running backs and he finished as an RB1 before yeah so I think that's worth mentioning and just for the sake of people I'm guessing you're like what about Trevor Lawrence Kenny Pickett those were like the good running backs that I had listed and then the running backs that didn't finish as hot so Pittsburgh Kenny Pickett Najee Harris RB20 that's Jackson so you got Trevor Lawrence James Robinson RB23 Zach Wilson gets drafted Michael Carter RB35 and then this one's funny Dwayne Haskins and then Adrian <laughs> Peterson Adrian wow yes yeah. yes Adrian Peterson was uh, at the obviously the bitter end of his yeah. career. At that this point, is RB twenty eight. Okay, and the exemptions were obviously Jordan Love and Trey Lance. They that's you know that's not that's not very that, that's not data that suggests that Jonathan Taylor is likely to live up to RB three, which is really interesting when they do bring in the rookie quarterback. And obviously, you know the rookies are learning on the job, and that doesn't you know a lot of defenses are going to be able to have the luxury to just key in in this case on Jonathan Taylor. Quick question: If let's say the Colts draft, yeah, let's go, let's go. Will Levis? Okay, let's say he t- they take Will Levis. Yeah, do you think that Will Levis leads Jonathan Taylor to to similar numbers what Carson Wentz did when Jonathan Taylor was the RB one? Do you think Will Levis can do what Carson Wentz was <sighs> in Indianapolis? Carson Wentz is so polarizing that way. Um. You know, I guess his, if historically, no, would be the answer. He wouldn't quite be at the Carson Wentz level. And I don't have Wentz's numbers from 2021 in front of me, but I want to say he's through like 28 touchdowns, which is not likely for a rookie to get to. And so probably not quite, no. And so I don't I don't know that you can say, yeah, well, Will Levis in his rookie year, especially him in particular, because he's... He's a very he's polarizing got, quarterback. He, he is a super polarizing quarterback. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that... I don't think he would spur that, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think yeah. John. I think John had the. I feel like when we were just watching that season when he finished RB one, it's a lot of breakaway runs, like something that I don't know will can be replicated. But then again, John Taylor is just a beast. When he's healthy, you know he's going to be a top five back in the league. So I guess I'm 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 a hold on the RB three right now. Let's see some more pieces kind of get added to that offense and maybe I'll have a better decision. I wanted to get better value on Jonathan Taylor off the bad season. RB three is not the value. Yeah, I think I'm out in RB3. I think I'm going to let somebody else take him at pick three or pick four of a draft. I'll take, you know, I'll take Travis Kelsey. There you go. Like I'll, I'll play it safe and go a different direction. Uh, thank you, Tyler. And thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. Back tomorrow, 
with another player to break down. Should, do we preview the player? Should we do that? Let's do it. Let's talk about Derek Carr, new landing space. For Derek Carr, surrounded by young, talented weapons, it's very exciting. What do we think about Derek Carr's prospects 2023? Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.